So we, we've seen this before in the Gospels, right? We know that what happens is people try to trip up this new rabbi named Jesus. So these different groups of people come to him and they pose these theoretical questions to see how he handles them. And, you know, what they're trying to do is stump him or discredit him or something like that. It's a common thing that people try to do. It's an ad hominem attack, right? And so now we have this group called the Sadducees, this group of Jews. And the Sadducees held to a belief that there was no resurrection of the dead, that those who are dead are just dead, all right? And so they try to trip up Jesus with this question about the Mosaic law. Apparently, if a woman's husband died and there were no children, she had to marry the brother. You can imagine how that went down. I don't think about your brother-in-law. Um, so they pose this question, seven brothers, right? Each one dies, none of them has a, has a child, and she's got to marry them all in this life. What a wonderful life. And then when she dies, if there's a resurrection of the dead, if people are going to be alive, this is what the Sadducees are asking, then who's she going to be married to, right? So Jesus, you're holding to this belief of the resurrection of the dead. Who's she going to be married to? Doesn't this, doesn't this point or this argument vitiate your position that there's a resurrection of the dead? And what we get following this is, is actually one of the more... Uh, one of the more well-defined concepts of heaven than we tend to get. Usually, usually we get uh, Jesus talking about heaven sort of by analogy. Heaven is like a wedding feast. Heaven is like this or that. But here he, he gives a couple of very literal descriptions. And the first one he says is, no, you've got it wrong. In this life, people marry and remarry. But in heaven, there's, there's no marriage like that. You're not married to another person in heaven. And even with the resurrection of the dead, you're not married. You know, marriage is, un, you know, till death do you part. Then you're free. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to apply anything there, but, you know. So it's till death do you part. And then it's over. You're not going to be married to your spouse in heaven. There's not marriage like that. Furthermore, um, you know, since they're bringing in the idea of procreation, right, marriage has always been, as it ought to be, tied to the generation of offspring, right? bringing more children into the world and into God's church. Well, that's not going to happen in heaven. Right? There's no gestation. There's no... There's none of that in heaven. That doesn't exist. That's not what heaven is like. And then he says, for people in heaven are like angels. Now, as we know, the human person is distinct from an angel. A person is not an angel, right? A human being is not an angel. And so we don't become angels when we go to heaven. This is a misconception a lot of people have. People don't become something other than they were, right? 
you're a human person, you don't become, like you wouldn't become, this is going to sound worse, but you know, you don't become a, you know, a frog in heaven because a frog isn't a human person. Just like you wouldn't become an angel because an angel is different in its being and essence than a human person. So, what we can then look at is a number of misconceptions about heaven. You know, the, the Sadducees are focused on heaven or the afterlife. Now, remember, this wasn't developed yet because heaven hadn't been opened yet. Right? That doesn't get opened until the resurrection of Jesus. So, they don't really have that well-defined concept, which we do. So, we can look at heaven and we can say, well, one of, the, one of the problems that the Sadducees have about heaven is they think it's all about the people in the afterlife, the one who dies. Right? So who's she going to be married to? Who are they going to be married to? Heaven isn't about the people primarily. In other words, what's going to make the, the people happy? And this is another misconception we get, right? Oh, Bob, Bob loved chocolate. And in heaven, there's going to be ever-flowing chocolate fountains so Bob can be happy. Well, it's not, it's not about Bob. In heaven. You know, we have this conception that heaven, I remember years ago, this third grader, my mother still beating me up about this, I shouldn't have said it, but this third grader asks me a certain question about heaven. And the, and the third grader says, well, you know, my mom told me that in heaven we'll have whatever we need that'll make us happy because heaven is all about our happiness. And I said, well, she's right and she's wrong. It is about our happiness, but it's not about what we feel like we need in this life to be happy. Therein lies the problem. You know, the, the tension for us in this life is we're struggling between those things which give us temporal happiness here and now and God is telling us to focus on eternity. God is telling us to, to let go of those things and don't allow them to cling to us. Because in heaven, there's only one thing in heaven there for us to be happy, principally, and that is God himself. And when we, we look at all of the scripture, and we look at, you know, especially you can, you can look at Revelation, and all of those in heaven will be worshiping the Lamb. They're not out playing golf every day. Well, Bob loved golf. He's playing golf every day. No, he's not. Not in heaven. He might be somewhere else playing golf all day. But that's not what heaven is. Now, when you look at worship, worship is to be an anticipation of a heavenly reality. And one of the things sometimes people get wrong is they begin to think worship is principally about the collective, the us. It's not principally about the us, not first. Clearly, we are doing it together, but there's only one object of worship, and that is God. We would never say we worship each other, right? We don't come to Mass to worship each other. We come to Mass together to focus our worship on one God. One Lord, one God. And we do it together. But sometimes people can get off track with their understanding of worship. Actually, in both ways. 
In one way, they can only focus on sort of the horizontal, the communal, but on another way, they may only focus on the vertical. So it's only about God and me and my rosary, and I'm not going to sing. I don't care. I'm not going to sing. I came in last week, and I was spying all of you people not singing, by the way. I'm not going to do any. I'm going to go to Mass. <laughs> I'm going to hope for a short homily. I'm going to have my donut and go home. Now, if you're in that space, I want you to know I still, I still love you. But I'd really like you to step out of that space a little bit, because it is about us doing something together. And in heaven, guess what we will be doing together? We will be worshiping our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the Mass, then, is a bit of a training for what we will have in the end. Last point. Just so you know, the donut's coming. Last point. <laughs> this means then, I mean, all of this stuff should point us to that the idea or the practice of working more and more on our detachment from things in this life, the unnecessary things, not necessarily letting everything go, but emotionally detaching more and more from things in this life and focusing more and more on our ultimate reality, who is God. So we look at everything else in this life that's getting in the way, and we be honest about that. We try to let that go, and we try to make our Lord Jesus Christ the most important thing in our life, the most important person in our life, not just sentimentally, like when somebody asks us, is God the most important? Oh, of course he is. You know, I'm Catholic. But in practice, is, is Jesus Christ the most important person in our life? And if he's not, or if we need to do better, then let's do better. Let's do better at home. Let's do better at work. And let's do better here. So that together, as we worship God, we anticipate our future heavenly reality. Please stand.